from Quite the Thing Media. Hello everyone, welcome back to What a Maneuver. I am Kev, here to discuss the, well, how will we describe it, the modern wrestling shenanigans, um, premium live events galore, injuries galore and everything in between uh, with my good self is the wonderful Mr Craig Fry. Craig, how are you? I'm good buddy. I'm uh... Uh, Tired after a football season, and tell you this last fortnight for wrestling is a uh, cream cracker me as well. Uh, aye, it's um, it's been strange. It's, I, as I said, it's been last week. I, I watched WrestleMania, and then I've not really been nothing's really grabbed me um, to watch to, to sort of stick with it to, to tune in see what's happening. Um, but with the football season being over, you you have that wee bit more free time, or in our case, as Rangers supporters, you, you've got lots of free time because it's not taken up by podding or watching Rangers. So uh, I watched a good bit of the AEW pay-per-view that we discussed last week. I watched some of Hell in a Cell that we're going to talk about this week. I know you've watched Raw, um, and then we've got a couple of high-profile injuries um, that will have a major effect and I think the ripples have already been felt um, but let's start with the the what is it I'd like to call now premium live events the, the most recent premium live event live on the WWE Network was Hell in a Cell Craig we often accuse ourselves of being old men shouting at clouds uh, I think we are, we are both old enough to remember the first Hell in a Cell I think everyone who's ever watched a wrestling match um, knows about the second day on a cell and what went down when, when Foley got flung off the side. Before we get into the event itself, um, what are your sort of thoughts on this yearly event? I mean, I'm okay with the Royal Rumble, right? That's, that's sort of set in stone. That's one of the pillars. And you get WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series. So I think those were fine as your sort of Gimmick pay-per-views, is it the right call that? Because obviously Survivor Series is like your tags, Rumble is a Rumble, and then WrestleMania and SummerSlam are your sort of two poster events. Now, in and about there, I, I was always quite happy with the In Your House setup with the In Your House, what was it, 24 or whatever, Judgment Day, In Your House, whatever, Bad Blood, In Your House, Revenge of Taker. These sort of, not say current, right, because they, they planned them ahead of time, but these sort of um, how would you describe it? It's a the moment. Aye. Yeah, pay per views that would that would progress storylines. Yeah. Um, on, so, on a quicker frequency. Yeah, and it's not set in stone like okay, next year we're going to have hell on a cell. So as the old saying goes, that there used to be that you had a match that required hell on a cell. Now you yeah. have a hell on a cell that requires a match. Yeah, your 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 feud would work towards it. You know, what I mean, you've also got. It's now that the match type is deciding the pay per view, so it's almost reverse booking to yeah. get to to this point, you know. And you've got money in the bank, you've got 
elimination chamber. So the, I mean, we had TLC, TLC, TLC not sure the current um, pay-per-view lineup, but I mean, I remember they had, what was the other ones as well, um, Breaking Point, where it was submission matches, and oh, whatever that, remember that God of um, Tornado Scrambles that they did for the title? Oh, the title matches where yeah. Hornswoggle would be champion as it stands, I. Brian Kendrick, who was the interim WWF champion. I was going to say, that's a very, very apt <laughs> phrase. The interim champion, yes. Uh, I'm sure we'll come on to that at some point during this podcast. But, I mean, for me, I don't mind if they wheel out the gimmick once a year, right? That's really no issue with that. Just don't signpost it. Just don't. I mean, I'll accept money in the bank, right? Money in the bank is... I don't mind that being a pay-per-view. I'm quite happy for it to be there. Again, because of... The, the outcome drives... Yeah, the outcome drives, drives the storyline. I mean, I give it pay-per-view was King of the Ring, yeah. um, which, which was a good launching pad um, pay-per-view for, for people. You know, you win the King of the Ring title. You can, quite often, that would be your number one contender for SummerSlam. SummerSlam, yep. Um, and, and that would work. Um is a title, is a um, is a tournament pay per view still valid in twenty twenty two? Maybe if you just kept it to the semi finals. Um, but I always had that story as well. So you had to win four matches in one night. That's made it four. Survivor Series ninety eight. Uh, uh, other examples. The the thing with tournaments, right, is that if you look at the best, right, Bret Hart, if you're talking about tournament rights, Bret Hart, Queen of the Ring, 93, am I right in saying that? It's a 93. Yeah. Um, uh, and the different matches. One in different, but yeah. yeah different four matches. Different. Four different matches. I don't think mm. people would be allowed or have the ability to have four different matches on one card now. Because of how scripted, for a lack of a better word, scripted WWE is now, where everybody has to do this, everything has to finish on the main camera, blah, 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 blah. And the majority of things, whether it be men, women, tag teams, uh, triple threats, um, different weight limits, they're mostly the same match. So I just think if you have the same person doing the same thing out there, it, it would hold. But I, I get your point. If it was a semi-finals and then a final, I think you could get away with it. And I'm not big. I think we're past the, the time where people would walk about. Like, remember, it was uh, King Corbin. He was the last one, wasn't he, to be King of the Ring? I can remember. Uh, Xavier Woods, wasn't it? Yeah, Woods has got tonight now. Well, Zelina Vega was the female one as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think we need to have them with the crown and all that. Um, I'm, I'm fine with them sort of having the presentation, but but I agree with you. I, I think that was a great launch pad to SummerSlam, much like Rumble fed into WrestleMania, because then that gives you your, your story for the next couple of months. You know who the contender is. Um, Even for status of that, of that star. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, Steve Austin's a big deal because he won the 96 King Ring, albeit he was in the pre-show against Yokozuna. Or uh, the free for all as it used to be in, in '96, but you know, oh, I liked him with '94, Owen and Brett. Um, 
Mabel got the title shot in '95. Um, and then he, <laughs> well, he, he, let's, he, let's not he, talk about that. Let's just move he, on swiftly. Even though even the way it finished in '97 with um, Mankind and Triple H, they still managed to be, you know, feuding all the way through to September when Cactus Jack came back. Uh-huh. Um, they had they, they were in Calgary. They, they had the cracking cage match at SummerSlam. Um, and then again, Foley and uh, Triple H were just very, very good dance partners together. Yeah, um, but I say that just for me. I say it just. I don't think it's a benefit to have every single pay per view an annual event. I mean, some of the awful ones I've had. You mentioned them. Just go and hit me with some names that were really terrible. Bragging rights was the worst for me. It was just, especially when you put it so close to the Survivor Series, fast lane. They just ruined Survivor Series. What was it? Roadblock? You could could almost almost argue about it the road road to WrestleMania. First, you need to win a 30-man battle royal. Then you might have to put your shot on the line in the six-man elimination chamber. And then you'll get your one-on-one match three months later. Uh, again, I mean, you could go into making that picket list for, for hours and ages, but... But it was good there was only one, one Hell in a Cell match. Yes, that, that is a positive. Which is the, at the end of a three-month, yeah, a, a three-pay-per-view storyline arc, you know, is, you know, three pay-per-view matches big enough to necessitate going Hell in a Cell. I'm not convinced. Um, you know, it was okay. Taker and Sean had only been feeding for two months when they had it for the first one, but um, Triple H and Sean were like feeding for years. Foley, Triple H, by the time they got in Hell in a Cell in 2000, Taker and Foley. So it was almost like that was the end point of their feud. It was Hell in a Cell. Uh, but no, at least there was only one, uh, which made it a little more special. And um, to be fair, it wasn't too bad a card at all. Um, it was a lot of a lot of titles being offered. Um, only been two title matches on it, um, headlined by a non-title match. Um, so that's another thing, right? Far too many titles, right? Both companies, far too many titles. It makes them less special the more you've got, right? Um, but if you're going to have them, I don't think you need to have every single title defended in every pay per view. Absolutely no. no problem with. I mean, you don't need to go out and say it, right? Like the old days where you say, this is a raw pay per view, this is a SmackDown pay per view. But if you have, like, for example, here they the raw women's title on the line, but not the SmackDown title. I mean, that, that no. can come along next month. That could. Then you can sort of give yourself a wee bit of breathing space. Um, people sort of liked, I think. I mean, I, I'll be honest, I dipped in the pay-per-view. I had it on the background while working. Um, people like Bianca versus Becky versus Asuka. I think Belair is now probably in that top tier of female wrestlers in the company. Becky, I think, is still the high point, the the, the benchmark. Yeah, I think we well, I'd say Becky and Charlotte tie. Um, with um, Banks away, Bianca moves into that spot. You've got Bailey to come back. 
Um, so it'll be interesting to see what she does. Ronda's Ronda, I tell you what, by the time after I've watched Dynamite on Wednesday, I'm absolutely knackered with wrestling and I'm just you know, looking forward to the weekend. So uh, listen, die with a hangover. <laughs> I'll put on SmackDown, but um, we do have a hell of a lot to watch in a week. And you know, last week, Xander and I were probably, you know, again, trying to get back into Impact and NWA. And, oh, geez, um, it's a You'd actually say in terms of your televised wrestling for a time to be alive, but yeah, it's uh, it's almost like it's almost like a football. I've, I say this with the England journey only the European Nations League. Um, yeah, it's. I think there's also elements of oversaturation um, to the point where there's like if you didn't watch some programs, you wouldn't see your favourite wrestlers, but. That's it's, uh, it's strange. It's, I mean, again, right, we're going off on a tangent like we always do. So, but like I can remember, like Raw being unmissable, and you had literally two hours of of Raw to watch a week. That that was it. That would you had to wait till next week to find out what happened. Um, yeah. And I, I think that helped. It, I helped it because you had that anticipation of really need to see what's happening, what's happening, what's happening. Um, now. Like you say, I mean, I pretty much know what's going on in WWE with just by watching either YouTube or things on Twitter. Um, no, notifications on your phone from Bleacher Report or yeah. your WWE The Bump. So. <laughs> um, but again, that's, that's I was going off on a tangent down a, a, a nostalgia lane. Um, so yeah, Becky, Becky Bianca and Asuka Partly got quite a good triple threat match. I say I'm not a fan of triple threats. I, I think it's just one of these things that have been done to death. Um, I, do, I like, I like for, for title matches the old ECW format where it was a triangle. I was going to say that 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 does give you something slightly different because then you have got because the whole thing of a triple threat, isn't it? Is that the, the general story would be that the heels start out trying to win, or try not to win, just try to dismantle the baby face, and then all of a sudden they, they realise, oh, how are we going to win? I want to win. No, I want to win. Blah, 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 blah. Um, but, Champions at a disadvantage, buddy, buddy, yeah, buddy. Exactly. We've all seen it before. Um, yeah, you, if, but, you're, if you've got three people in the picture, mix up, have one as guest commentator. And then yeah. have them banjo, and then have you know the the third field banjo, someone half uh, you know towards the end, and you know you've hit me, but you've also cost the other one the match, and you can just keep the keep it rolling. Um, but as I say, triple threat went down quite well. Um, then Lashley had to carry almost an MVP in a handicap match, which he won when Alexander jumped in. I don't know what you do almost. <laughs> uh, you can see why WWE like him. Um, had he come along 30 years earlier, he'd have probably been a great opponent for Hogan <laughs> and, and the sort of this role of just stand there and offer the old chop. Um, yeah, there's also the argument that, that, that WWE ever uh, marketed a giant correctly since um, Andre. 
probably right since I only a three because even after that Andre was not you know very well uh, with multiple tons of Paul White <laughs> uh, yeah giant silver well, Kurgan um, but I, I'd actually say that Omos is more of a big man than a giant you know what I mean? He's more oh, that's like, actually uh, a giant. He's the tallest man in Nigeria or something. It's not quite the world's most dangerous man in terms of nicknames, but... <laughs> I always took like, your, your giants to be with the, uh, you know, the, the medical condition. Yeah. Um, he's tall. You know, yeah, but he's more like a big man like Taker and Nash. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, Kevin Ash thinks Kevin Ash thinks there's money there. Kevin Ash doesn't know a lot about wrestling, but he does a hell of a lot about money. He does know about money. Um, but uh, but Kevin Ash knows right. how to make a lot of money in wrestling. He's very smart. Um, I see. I, I, every time I talk about Ash, I say his favourite quote is uh, when somebody asked him when he's going to stop wrestling was. If you're walking past a cash machine and it keeps spitting out money, when do you walk away? It's when, when the money stops, isn't it? Um, and uh, what was the other one? People asked him why he kept doing bad movies. They said that's where he gets his health care. Yeah. Sure. He'll, t- he'll take a role in um, something too stupid, but... Because he keeps his um, equity. Aye. Uh, or is that Actors Guild or whatever it is? It's Square Actors Guild. That's the one. Um, anyway, aye. So next up, Kevin Owens, who fought Steve Austin at WrestleMania, is now feuding with Ezekiel, the brother of uh, Elias. <laughs> it's it's a bit of a come down. <laughs> um, I just don't even know where where they're going with this. I mean. I know that Elias you know, suffered from being seen as food, but he looks weird without that beard. <laughs> do, do you know what? Right? I was watching that match. <laughs> Mate, right, this is it. It looks like um, if somebody's went to create the Ultimate Warrior and like uh, WWE Two K Twenty Two, it sort of got so halfway got through. It just sort of says, right, I'll um, I'll just ha- I'll just go with this. Um, I it's <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. It's uh, it's not the best, but um, Owens wins via pinfall. Uh, I like you. I don't know where we're going. Right, this is something we're going to touch upon. When you go, they're, they're keeping it going. Um. They're keeping it, uh, the storyline going because um, they had an altercation the next night on Raw, as is the style. Good. That's uh, just what we need. Um, next up is something that we all talk about when we come to talk about Raw. It was AJ Styles, Finn Balor and Liv Morgan versus Judgment Day, which is Edge, Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley. Uh, Judgment Day won. Um... We won't go into this too much just now because I want to have a talk about it. Um, it's going to 
impact the or going to be impacted by what happens later in the card. Um, it's a fine this, match. This was a, this was a cracker. But do you think, do you ever think sometimes the two companies like want to have a a pissing contest? You know, it was only a week ago at um, Double or Nothing that you had uh, the intergender six man was it Ty Conte, Sammy Guevara. Against Scorpio Sky, some other dude from Lambert Stable, Paige Van Zandt. Was it Intergender right. Six, wasn't it? Mm, I'd love to say I remember last week, mate, but such is the problem with these uh, wrestling events every two minutes that I tend to forget. Um, so, yeah, Judgment Day has been wildly, wildly impacted by the. Cody situation that we'll talk about because see, I think they were just sort of warming these guys and girls up. Um, again, again, we'll touch on that towards the end of the card. Um, next, one, next up was Madcap Moss, which I still think is perhaps one of the worst names in pro wrestling. Um, He's just gonna be capped now, is he? Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just gonna be capped. And I tell you what, I really enjoyed that match. I thought it was brilliant. Do you know what? Just, right. Brings us to a natural conclusion, and we move on. Maybe Corbin I think Moss has got something. Yeah. Um, I think I like the look of him. I hated, but I was probably meant to. Uh, the stupid sort of chino shorts and uh, braces. Suspend, uh, braces. That's the one of the suspenders, but that was gold dust. Um, that he used to wear, uh, but I. Corbin's a strange one. Corbin's very strange because I quite liked him when he was a was it a lone was it a lone wolf or something? Yeah. Um, I mean, this is it's another guy that suffered from being Cena food, you know. Whereas before, if you were like you know coming out of the Hogan heel factory, once you were done, you were like generally dropped into the tag ranks and you know you'd be gone. Yeah. A year or two later, you know. I mean, Corbin is an ex NFL player, a, bo- a, a Golden Gloves boxing champion, a big bugger, under the gi- giant memorial battle royal winner. But I don't think that counts for much these days. But, I mean, that's a guy that this should be blooming, you know. I mean, they did have him as the, the, the first feud for Rollins after WrestleMania 35. But I mean, he should be your upper mid card. Very hard to beat heel like a DBRC, for example. Huh. Um, I say I quite like. I say I like the look of Moss. Uh, obviously, he went with sort of black trunks here, um, which is different for the dark chino things he was wearing. Uh, but I, I thought it was decent um, for what it was. But you're right. I mean, I quite like Corbin with the sort of long hair. But I know he was losing that. Um, but I sort of liked his lone wolf gimmick. Um, Happy Corbin is, is something that we'll touch upon in the end, right? Is relatability to some people. But anyway, um, this was the only state... match. Oh, was it? Oh, there you go. Show you as much attention, I pay. Uh, I think they've finally killed the brand extension, haven't they? 
well, the tag team titles are being held by the Usos, both brands. Aye. And uh, I think they are. Or I'm not sure how much I say the TV networks have gone, you know, who is predominantly on one show versus the other. Because yeah. um, I think that was a, I think the brands split um, with the, the two TV deals with the USA and Fox was, you know, almost a legitimate one. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I think it, it, it sort of got away. Also, also means that you're not getting the same matches all the time. Um, I mean, two title matches. No tag team title matches, no no uh, male, no female SmackDown, and uh, let's now go to the the once glorious Intercontinental Championship. Well, talking about mid-card titles, next up was the US belt, which was a match between um, one. Theory, now, I'm going to be honest, I never watched this. I still think he's a wee bit small, but what do I know? Um, against, I see, I've not watched too much of him. Um, I know he was involved with the Austin McMahon stuff at uh, Mania. I know he's been involved with Vince, but I, see, I just think he might be a wee bit small. But, Sammy Gravala, uh, goatee, and more <laughs> talented. But yeah, I never really watched this match. I skipped it because just nah, not for me. Um, did you watch it? Yes, I did. Um, thoughts? Yeah, good. Crowd was into it. Mustafa Ali from Chicago, uh, as is the tried and tested traditions of wrestling. You lose when you're in your hometown. <laughs> um, or, or, or even worse, if your name is Jr. And this show's I coming mean, from the great state of Oklahoma. <laughs> I know Jr. Must have thought about phoning a sickie every time we went to Oklahoma. Um, <laughs> My palsies came back. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I can't be at work that week. How not? Um, I just can't. Uh, <laughs> Workplace bullying. Going <laughs> to human resources. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but yeah good, good, I mean, good match. It's, it's what you expect. Um, and I'll tell you what, if you think Dini's a little bit small, wait till you see who he's got for his next feud. Who is that? <laughs> the man who just vanquished oh, Lomos <laughs> lastly. Oh, Jesus. I got our body. Right, okay. Um, so the last match, which was the one that everyone was talking about, Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins inside Hell in a Cell. Um, we, in this, well, in this sort of group, it broke that Cody might be pulled because of an injury, um, which was maybe, it would have been late Sunday night here, so um, probably more than time in America. Uh, I think the best place to start is the injury. <laughs> um, we heard it was a torn pec. We, I think Cody, I've said before, right, Cody's going to get all the credit for this match, but I think Rollins deserves a ton of credit 
because to be able to, I wouldn't say carry, right, because carry is probably the wrong word, but to get help Cody through that match, make it look like a contest, um, make it look as if it hurt, which I have no doubt that it hurt Cody. Um, so kudos to Seth, because uh, I think he's he's a super worker. Before the match, Seth comes out in polka dots, a wee jab at, at Dusty's um, short-lived time in WWE, uh, where he famously wore the polka dots and, and danced. Um, but from then, they, they, some people are calling it a modern classic. I, I wouldn't perhaps go that far, but I thought it was a very decent match. Um, amazing, considering the, the time they went, considering the, the injury. But what was your thoughts on, on this match and, and both people's performance? Brilliant. I thought it was... Uh... I mean, I'm going to eat a lot of humble pie because I did not see Cody getting the... Um, from the Cody that we saw leave AW to the... You couldn't imagine that that would be the Cody we'd have now. You know, in terms of the reaction, um, the, the performance, um, I, I still think he needs to tone down the promos a little bit. And he does come off a little bit as condescending um, with the, the dinner theatre style promos but just wow and I'd actually seen a, a little bit of spoilers in the, in the Monday morning um, and the pictures and people are saying oh it's it's makeup and everything you're like no that's not <laughs> if, it, if it was AEW you know late 2021 you'd probably say yes it is makeup <laughs> um, who can forget the flaming uh, table match with Andrade but he had the, the fire retardant gel uh, on his on his back which you know, as he perspired through the match then um, reversed its purpose it's not like when you flip over the figure four but no brilliant um, you know a nice little you say was it a jab at Dusty I think it was a homage we know Rollins was a dusty boy from the FCW. Um, the po- you had the polka oh, dots. I had the storyline wise, it was him trying yeah, to get in Cody's yeah, head. 100%. Uh, you had the the, the, the cowbell. Um, they, they even both gave their homage to Triple H with the, the sledgehammer, some absolutely brilliant. You'd have to call them sports um, as they are in this. Uh, New modern wrestling world, but no. Um, is it into the top five Hell in the Cell matches? Probably not. That uh, sounds like a pod in itself, but. <laughs> yeah, probably not. But it's not far away. Ah, yes. Uh, you couldn't keep your eyes off that injury because you're like, how is he actually doing this, man? Um, and I said I, I love the the small part like Seth going nuts because he sees the injury when his jacket comes off and you can see him getting excited because like he's got there he goes literally a big target on his chest. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think wrestlers get uh, a sort of badge of honour when they they work through these things. We all remember. Triple H continuing with that touring quad. I think this could be Cody's Triple H quad moment. Um, yep, hundred hundred percent. Because you remember it was when uh, Tough Enough had just started. 
and Triple H did the toughness there, then you had the little bit in, you know, two weeks later, Triple H tore his quad in the match, but he still finished it. And, you know, the pop he got in Madison Square Garden, um, you know, touch on that one. I mean, it tore oh, Peck, well, Torn Peck, well, we had it twice before, really. Um, the high profile was where was Triple H did it at um, Crown Jewel. So that's that was in October, and he was back for WrestleMania. So he was about six months. And then you also had Super Cena, which was, I think, the October. He um, relinquished the title, and he made it back for the Rumble. When they asked it was six to seven months. So. Uh, seen as a Superman, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, and I don't mean as in the super, the super Cena character, I mean as in just like, he's obviously a bit uh, a freak when it comes to bodybuilding and whatnot. Um, but, right, okay. So before we talk about what happened on Raw, I'm going to ask you, what would you think should happen now? Um, because Cody's going to be off TV, uh, as we record this. I think he's already had his surgery. Um, how? I think, are we all assuming that Cody's going to, going to be the next guy, like to take the belts off Roman, because he's got over, he's come back. Um, I personally think the plans might have been for him to do something at um, maybe SummerSlam. Uh, was he going? Was was he going to go? Was he going to go money about SummerSlam, or was he? Going I think to that go, was it. Or was he going to go money the bank, screwed at, screwed at, screwed at money the bank? That then gives him a feud for SummerSlam onwards, and then you go Rumble WrestleMania. Oh, aye, it was going to be something like that. It's but, going to be. It was going to be which one was it going to be at though? Was it going to be at SummerSlam? Yeah. Or was it going to be a WrestleMania? You know, if you were, if you were, you know, a wrestler, you're always going to want to win that uh, WrestleMania over SummerSlam. Yeah. Um, so, well, my, my question would be, well, I think a lot of that depends on Roman's schedule and what he wants. If he wants some time off, he has been sort of carrying the ship for how many other days it is right now. <laughs> um, but is Cody's comeback? Would you keep him on TV somehow by doing a banana, a talk show segment? Um, would you take him off TV and bring him back? I mean, personally, I, I would go for the sort of Steve Austin approach, where he's on, he's about. You could have him doing some commentary. You could have him. So, I, I want to say something different that keeps him in the public eye. Uh, obviously, he's fat. And then I think the Rumble story sort of writes itself, doesn't it? If you, you win the Rumble, then go on. Would you even be able to have as a as a manager? Is there anyone that's going to come out of his nightmare factory that's going to fight his battles while he recovers? Does he do that Yanis Haji in the comeback video? <laughs> or a Randy or a Randy or an news? Remember that? Um, was it Randy's shoulder is now 64 percent <laughs> Uh, and thank you for that air hostess from the pillow and the neck rub. <laughs> it was, I, I, I don't know. I don't know where you go. The world, the world title is not featured on Raw. 
it has been the Cody show in his absence. Um, who, who can you who can you bring to fill the void that you haven't already seen and been tired of? Would you is Brock ready to come back? Mm. SummerSlam build up going to cost him an awful lot of money. Um, but you know the thing the thing as well with Cody is. It's the freshness. You haven't seen him for six years. And you've also not seen him as a top guy. On the the, yeah. yeah. It's the whole new new factor. Um, are they going to... We'll, we'll use Ricochet as an example. Are they going to take the, the IC champion over and then say, this is the, the star of the show? I don't think you take it. Um, Cena's back in a fortnight. Is that just a one and done? For his twentieth anniversary, um, you know or- Orton's away right now as well, so you can't even have like you know the tag titles be the centerpiece. With you know, but to be honest, I think we've seen enough of the Orton and Riddle versus the Street Profits versus um, versus um, Alpha Academy versus the Usos, um, so. I think it's leaning towards whatever is thinking is that the, the change up that we see the next night on Raw leads to who's going to carry the can. Well, let's talk about it. Um, Cody comes out, uh, Seth comes out to congratulate him, blah, 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 then another sort of, if you want to call it a mini base turn, a heel turn. Um, hits him again with a sledgehammer. On a side note, Seth freaking Rollins is a stupid name. Um, but hey ho. Um, the Judgment Day, as they're known, kick Edge out and replace him with Finn Balor. And I cannot help but think that, that this is the. We need somebody on top. Um, I think they went to Edge because. I think Edge would be quite disappointed with this because he was sort of building something. Um, I won't say sort of in his own image, but that, like this is his group. He was you know, a chance to this work is, with some of the younger ones. This is his brood. Yeah, there you go. That, that's it exactly. Um, he's having to give that up. You know, I, I don't think we saw AJ in the show last night. Um, did they just slot Edge into where Balor was and keep it going in that way? I don't know. Do you then, is a shame Christian's under a contract to AEW and managing a midget or a dinosaur? Uh, Chris, could you imagine if it was like Edge, Christian and Beth Phoenix or Rita um, against, against you know, um, Balor, uh, Priest and, and Rhea Ripley? Certainly wouldn't have been the worst idea. Um, but no, do, I do, think... Or the or the at a fortnight's time when um, Cena's you know, I I'd say would you say that Edge and Cena were each other's best dance partners? Were they? Um, Cena, uh, I say he's certainly the the Joker that's seen as Batman. Um, yeah. The best I don't know who gets the best matches out of Cena. Uh, no, I think it's a fair shout. 
Edge, he's like, he's a good few matches, isn't he? Um, try to think. He's a high edge. He's a good few matches. Again, that's that's probably a discussion point for another day. But because you have in the build up to SummerSlam, like total legends, like you know Edge, Cena, and a well, Tristratus or something like that against the the Judgment Day. Yeah, that, that's that would be a, a decent card. Um, but of course, before that, we've got the, the as it's after SummerSlam, the, the Cardiff show. Which uh, I must think we're assuming that I think we're assuming Drew will be on top for that one. Are really you sure? Now. They're not going to bring back Mason Ryan and um, Rob Kent. DNA <laughs> uh, <laughs> originals there. Um, <laughs> Hometown pop, brother. Uh, but yeah, as I say, on Raw that was probably the biggest highlight. Ezekiel versus Otis is oh, just. Uh, I admire people like you and Xander that can watch Raw Weekly. Um, any other big WWE news stories that we'll miss? Becky Lynch challenged for the 24 7 title. But she didn't. Riddle's going to be f- uh, feuding with the Miz, who I'm just like, dude, seriously, Miz, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> It's the whole, how can I miss you if you haven't been away? Yeah. After 16 years. Mm, All right, okay. Um, That wraps up our WWE news. Um, We'll quickly start to the AEW because we spent quite a lot of time on it last week. The biggest news, of course, is CM Punk having to be, I would say vacate, but he's not really vacating it. Give up the W the AEW title because went to JR there to see that. Um, giving up the title because of an injury he sustained, um, and an interim champion will be crowned. First of all, reminders who don't watch how this interim champion will be decided, and then give me your thoughts on interim champions. All right, so it's a multi-stage elimination season feature. This is TNA all over again. So, an exciting battle of featuring many of the top competitors in AEW, which will open the broadcast of AEW Dynamite this Wednesday, with the winner advancing to compete in the main event. That same night, the winner of the battle royal will meet former AEW World Champion and number one ranked John Moxley in an eliminator match in the main event of Dynamite for the winner advanced to compete for the interim AEW World Championship at Forbidden Door. Meanwhile, in the Tokyo Dome, or sorry, New Japan, who is the Osaka Joe Hall? Um, New Japan stars and long-time rivals uh, Tanahashi and Goto will face off in an eliminator, in an eliminator match for the interim AEW World Championship, with the winner also advancing to Forbidden Door. So you will have the winner of Dynamite against the winner of um, some Japanese shows match facing each other to crown the interim AEW World Champion. And of course, then when CM Punk comes back, he gets the first shot, is that right? Yeah, then they'll, then they'll have a scuffle. 
they're not a big they are, fan of. They will have to, the interim champ will have to fight Punk to prove that he's the man. It's the whole boxing UFC linear champion uh, thing. It, I see when they did it. They did it at tail end of last year, the TNT title, didn't they? When yeah, uh, Cody, Cody went, was off for a week. So then, um, was it Gravala? No, it was there at Gravara's, I think it was Gravara, uh, had to face um, Dustin Rhodes, who hasn't won a match since 1994, um, <laughs> to determine the, the uh, interim champion, and then that led to their ladder match. Remember with the, the ladder promo? <laughs> like I say, I can't believe what a change in Cody in the last six months. I, and personally, I think I think Cody just needs that filter. I think. Yeah, yeah, it, it's like he, he needed. It's, it's the Russo McMahon. Yeah, um, it may yeah. have three or four good ideas, but ten bad ones. Yeah, it's, and, it, yeah. I don't know. Who, I don't know who's producing for him. It's like someone like Hayes, you would think. Um, I mean, this is this is a strange thing with AEW. There's so many old heads on that roster. You would like to think that someone, rather than, you know, tapping White Claws and Charlie off, off uh, Tony, would say, no, this is bloody stupid. Um, this well, is stupid. You're ever listening to TR's pod. TR says things, and he's having a go at AEW. People slide Cornette and say, oh, you can't get involved with JR and, and get involved. JR shares a lot of Connie's opinion. Um, but I'd be <laughs> rather than he's, 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 he's the one here from the Young Bucks. Yeah, guys, these guys are EVPs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, obviously EVPs with no power. <laughs> um, but I, and I'm champions, just not for me. It's like, you can understand it in, in boxing and UFC where there's, you know, injury potential, there's the absence of the 30-day rule, which doesn't apply when Brock's champion. But, you know, you know and, and it's been covered by Corey, but, you know, uh, you know the, the 30-day rule makes sense. But tried and tested, first thing more. It's almost like, Oh, UFC do it, and so we should do it as well. Um, it just, like you say, it doesn't make sense. Because the thing is, as well, the title's vacated, you have a new champion, you have, well, I never lost the belt, let's fight again. WrestleMania 10. Ladder match. It's pretty much what they're doing, but it's just simply built. Um, How can you have two two people that don't even wrestle in your own company be half of your main event? Is it (laughs) going to be every match is going to be New Japan against um, New Japan against um, AEW? Is there so many people that are underutilized on their own roster? 
WWE or something like that years ago as well, didn't they, in New Japan? Or one of the Japanese groups? They used to have, like, they had, like, tournaments where they had Muta, Flair, like, they say, Luger and Sting. They used to have little crossovers, but not, like, a full pay-per-view when they have a collision in Korea. Yeah, I'm sure they did have one. Um, uh, is it Starcade? Starcade, I think you're right. Um, uh, and, then they used to, and then they used to send talent over for the... Um, like the uh, Netflix? Yeah. yeah, but they also had their own feuds in it as well. They had, yeah. Yeah, they, they had some matches, but you still had, you know... Ric Flair defeating Lex Luger and Sting in a triple threat match. And then Flair beating Randy Savage. I'm not actually sure now. I watched this show. Um, Thank God. Melson must have been a coma watching this. <laughs> um, but I, it, has been, it has been done before the pool. Cool, but the war thing, if you want to call it that. Um, but, I mean, it sort of limits you as who you can put as champion unless you're just sort of playing at it. I mean, you could do the thing where, for example, Punk was injured and they have put the belt on MGF, but say you give it to, I don't know, who's somebody that could take the belt that's new. You don't really want to put it back on page, I think, because um, then that's just a rehash what you've done. But someone that Punk's been friendly with, yeah, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, he just took he just took the pin in the Anarchy and the Arena match. It's um, we were talking about WWF fifty fifty booking, but Becky James AEW is just as bad, and the champions they've had before um, aren't. They just they just don't. The real thing for me, let's put it this way. So you had Jericho, then you had Moxley, then you had Amiga. Omega. Then you had Page. Amiga's still trying to make a video game. <laughs> um, you know, you know, you've got Adam Cole. Um, pass for me. I'm just going through the roster right now. The extensive roster. Adam Cole, that's a no. Page, I'd say no. Alex Reynolds, no. Andrade, Ideal, no. <laughs> Angelico, no. <laughs> Angelo Parker, oh, that's the nope. other half of 2.0. That's the one that doesn't have the Eki jaw. Um, <laughs> Anthony Burridge is injured. Anthony Agogo, can't remember last time I saw Austin Gunn, no. Billy Gunn, no. The Blade, no. Bobby Fish, no. Brandon Cutler, no. Brian Cage, no. Brian Pillman Jr., no. Brock Anderson, no. Brody King, no. Danielson. If you mentioned, then you're still on it, B. <laughs> yeah. Danielson, maybe. Buddy, no. The Butcher, that's his it, B. Um, uh, let's just jump through main events for up and covers. I think you know we need to look at Wardle. But then 
you don't. It's you're looking at you're wanting Warnley to have his big win. Yeah. And, and who do you get that against? It needs to, it needs to be a heel. Um, That's what I thought about Punk one heel eventually. Yeah. Because a lot of t- people do tire of Punk after a while. And then you yeah, can just jump. Yeah, I think about the time I would do short doses, I. Hmm? Yeah. I mean, if I was Punk, I'd just do wee short doses, I. Just in and out. Just, this this injury might be good for him. Because it will give him a wee break from TV. Yeah. But if you look at the general dynamite format, it all it normally always starts with Punk. Yeah. And then the, sh- and then the show gets progressively worse. The Wardlow, how. He's so big for Wardlow to beat, and it's not a roster with a lot of big guys. You know? Because you need to yeah. have Wardlow either. You knew that has to go full bifter, you know, Goldberg, Batista, but they, they defeated big stars for their first victory. Mm. The only guys that you would have comparable size, Jake Hager. Um, Keith Lee, but God knows what they've done with him. Does Miro? Does Miro in this show? Miro might be a good one, actually. Aye. You know, so it's a it's a fresh world champion. Uh, but I mean, Moxley just no. For Moxley yeah. to even be in the conversation, it's. Just don't get it. Um, um, but aside, mostly no. He's not one of my favourites. But I think that's all of our news for this week. Um, but you mentioned the Battle Royal, and do you want to tell the listeners your idea for next week's show? Yep, we've talked about the Battle Royal. We've talked about the um, the stadium show in Cardiff. So we're going to go back in time. We're going to do another watch along to probably one of our earliest um, UK shows. And next week, Kev, I, and I think Simon's rather interested in this one. I'm going to sit and do a watch along for Battle Royal at the Royal Albert Hall, 1991. Yeah. Um... Hi. I'm quite looking forward to that. I don't know. It's not an event I've went back and watched a lot of. Um, it was like the yeah. second the second VHS I got. Um, oh, I, I, I definitely rented it at the time, but uh, actually owning it, um, different story. Uh, not owning it, but watching it. Um, but yeah, um, right, I think that will wrap us up for this week. Uh, so we'll, we'll be back similar time next week with any other news that's kicking about we'll do that watch along and see hopefully we'll Alexander and or Simon back with us um, but as always thank you for listening and thank you for interacting with the account on Twitter uh, I'll put all our handles in the description as always Craig thank you for another week of talking wrestling and obviously thank you for keeping me up to date with the current product no danger um, and yeah, we'll be back with you very, very soon. Thank you for listening um, and enjoy this week's wrestling.
was a Quite the Thing media production.